Hello. Welcome to the Maryland Law Podcast, Family Law Section. My name is Troy C. Hansen Esquire, and in this episode, I will provide detailed instructions on how to properly complete the Maryland Form Civil Domestic Case Information Report, also known as CCDCM001. You can find this form on the web at www.courts.state.md.us. Once there, click the tab for Online Services. Click the next tab for Court Forms, and finally, complete the search box. In general, this form is filed by the plaintiff with any family law complaint or petition, and is filed by the defendant with any answer or response. Now, before we get into the instructions, I wanted to take a moment to advise the listener that although the producers of this website and podcast are attorneys licensed to practice law in the state of Maryland, the information contained in this website and podcast is general in nature, for educational purposes only, should not be considered legal advice, does not establish an attorney-client relationship, and is not a solicitation to offer legal advice. In addition, we do not guarantee the completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness of any of the information provided in this website and podcast, and that said information is provided without any warranty of any kind whatsoever, expressed or implied. One more thing before we get into the instructions. Maryland Law Podcast is a community-supported and funded project, which means we are only able to provide the information on this site and maintain and update it with your support. So if you found any of the information contained in this website and podcast educational or are simply supportive of providing greater access to our legal system, please consider supporting us by leaving us a review and a rating and or making a donation. Every bit helps, and we appreciate your support. Okay, let's take a look at the Form Civil Domestic Case Information Report, CCDCM001. This form is divided by headings in bold and all caps that run down the middle of the form and is designed to give the court information about how to contact you and what the case you are filing is about. At the top of the form is a space for you to enter the county of the circuit court that you are filing into. The first box contains the heading, Directions, and references the rules which require the form to be filed with a complaint or petition and an answer or response, as stated previously. The second box contains a number of fill-in-the-blanks and squares to check. We will go through each of these in the order they appear on the form. At the top of the box on the left, you will find the words Form Filed By, with a square in front of the plaintiff and a square in front of the defendant. Here, if you are the plaintiff and are completing this form, check the box in front of plaintiff. And if you are the defendant and are completing this form, 
check the box in front of defendant. On the same line is a space for the clerk of the court to enter the case number if you are filing a new case. If you are filing into an existing case, insert the case number there. Next is the case name. Here, enter the plaintiff's last name on the left side of the verses and enter the defendant's last name on the right side of the verses. Next, three fill in the blanks are there for you to enter your full legal name as it appears on a government ID, your phone number, mailing, and email address. Be sure this information is entered correctly because the clerk will use this information to contact you about your case and identify you as a party if you contact the court with questions about your case. The next section is for you to enter the name, phone number, address, and email address of the attorney that is representing you. If you do not have an attorney, check the box under the attorney's email which indicates that you are not represented by an attorney. This can change at any time if you hire an attorney. Finally, the related cases pending squares are for you to indicate to the court whether or not there is another case in the system that is related to this one. For example, if you are filing a complaint for child support and there is a custody case that involves the same children, you would check the yes square and provide the case number for that case if you have it. If there are no other related cases in the system, check the no square. The next heading is pleading type. Here, you indicate if your case is a new case or an existing case. Your case is a new case if it is original or, in other words, it is the first time you or the other side have filed paperwork with the court for this civil domestic family law issue. Your case is an existing case if you are asking the court to change, amend, or modify something the court has already ordered, or if the court has ordered something and you are filing something as a result of that order. For example, a contempt. So here, if your case is an existing case, check the post-judgment box if you are filing something as a result of an order or judgment. Or check the amendment box if you are asking the court to change, amend, or modify a court order. Next is the heading special requirements. Here, if you are in need of a spoken language interpreter, check the square in front of spoken language interpreter. And if you require an accommodation for a disability, check the square in front of the words, if you require an accommodation for a disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act. In addition, if you are in need of an interpreter, you are also required to file a request for a spoken language interpreter form. 
also known as CCDC041. And if you are in need of an accommodation for a disability, you are also required to file an Accommodation for Disability Request form, also known as CCDC049. Each of these additional forms are explained in detail in a separate episode. Next is the heading Alternative Dispute Resolution. Here, you indicate to the court if you think that your case is appropriate to be referred to a type of alternative dispute resolution and offer squares to check if you think mediation, arbitration, a settlement conference, or a neutral evaluation is appropriate. In general, mediation is an attempt to reach a resolution by agreement with the help of a mediator. Arbitration is a process where both sides present their case to an agreed-upon third party, an arbitrator, and that third party decides the outcome. A settlement conference is an informal meeting between the parties and the court in an attempt to resolve some or all of the case. And a neutral evaluation is a process where a third party is appointed to evaluate the strengths and weaknesses of both sides of the case. In general, a case is appropriate for one or all of the alternative dispute resolutions if you believe in good faith that the alternative dispute resolution will be beneficial to you or a child involved in the case. However, if there, is an, if there is an allegation or history of abuse, alternative dispute resolution is likely not appropriate. Okay, moving on down the form, you will see the heading if new case, case category slash subcategory. So you only complete this section of the form if you are filing a new case as you indicated under the previous heading, Pleading Type. If you are not filing a new case, skip this section and continue at the top of page 2. Again, if you are filing a new case, check the one square that best describes the new case you are filing. Now, Moving to page 2 of the form, under the heading, If New or Existing Case Issues. Here is where you indicate what are the issues in your case that you want the court to resolve. For example, if you filed a new custody case or a modification of custody case, the issues could include custody, child support, visitation, and amending a birth certificate. Again, here check all of the issues you want the court to resolve in your case. Okay, now comes the heading Estimated Length of, t of Hearing. Here, the form provides space 
for you to estimate how long a merits hearing would take, and for you to estimate how long a hearing other than a merits hearing would take. The form leaves space for both hours and days. A merits hearing would be a hearing where the court is expected to make a final decision after hearing all of the evidence, for example, a merits hearing for custody. A hearing other than a merits hearing would be a hearing for the court to decide something procedural or administrative in the case, for example, a request to continue or postpone. In general, complete this section based on how long you think it will take for you and the other side to present your case that covers all of the contested issues. Don't get too hung up on the exact length of time, as this is an estimate only. Next is the heading, Other Matters. Here the form asks if the case you are filing is contested, and if so, what issues are contested. The form does not provide a complete list of potential contested issues. So, if you have a contested issue that is not listed, check the square for Other, and then list the contested issue there. Underneath that, the form asks whether you are asking the court for an initial order, a modification, a contempt, an absolute divorce, or a limited divorce. Here, check the appropriate box. Next, for non-custody or visitation issues, the form asks if you intend on requesting a court-appointed expert an initial conference with the court, mediation by a court-sponsored settlement program, or some other specific request, which you can write in. For example, maybe you would like your child to speak with the court. So, again, this question is only for non-custody or visitation issues, such as child support or a name change. In addition, you can refer to how you completed the Alternative Dispute Resolution Information heading previously in the form and check and complete the appropriate space. Next, for custody and visitation issues, the form asks if you intend on requesting mediation by a private mediator, an evaluation by a mental health professional, some other evaluation, an appointment of counsel to represent a child, or a conference with the court. So, again, this question is only for custody and visitation issues, and only asks if you intend on asking the court for any of those things. So, if you intend on asking the court for any of those things, even if you don't actually make the request, Check the appropriate square. The last question the form asks is, is there an allegation of physical or sexual abuse of a party or child? Here, the abuse does not have to be proven or documented, 
there only has to be an accusation of physical or sexual abuse for the answer to be yes. If there are no accusations of physical or sexual abuse, check no. This question acts as a screen to determine what programs the court may offer and or order you to complete. Some of these programs may require some form of interaction with the other side of this case. So keep that in mind when you answer this question. Finally, at the very bottom of the second page is a space for you to date, sign, and provide your address and printed name. If you need more space to complete any part of the form, write the words see attached and attach a separate page with the information you wish to provide. Now, once you have completed the form, make at least two copies so that you have one original and two copies. You will file the original, keep one copy for your records, and use the second copy for service. Thanks for listening. We hope that you found this information educational. And if you did, or are simply supportive of providing greater access to our legal system, please consider supporting us by passing our information along by whatever means you have available, by leaving us a review and a rating, and or by making a donation. Maryland Law Podcast is a community-supported and funded project, which means we are only able to provide the information on this site and maintain and update it with your support. Again, thanks for listening, and best of luck to you.